1: Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of Is It Worth It? The Film Review Podcast. This episode is entitled What to Watch in Isolation. In this special episode, we will be suggesting a variety of films to watch at home while cinemas are closed and many of us find ourselves in lockdown. My name's Craig Fields and I'm joined by a number of podcasting uh, team members. Uh, in line with the social distancing measures, we are not recording this in the studio. We are all in a separate location, uh, united by the powers of technology. Guys, firstly, let's all introduce ourselves.
0: Hello, I'm David Long. Hi, I'm Shivani Rea. Hello, it's Ranjit.
2: Hi, I'm Floss.
3: <laughs> Hi, I'm the Overlord, also known as Alex.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. It's great to have you all here. Guys, how are we? Are we all, are we all doing okay?
1: Yeah, not doing too badly over here in St. Albans. Um, I managed to receive an Asda delivery today, which is um, supremely amazing. I'm, I'm really glad that we managed to get that. However, um, they did substitute a few of my items, one of which was um, Hollandaise sauce. They substituted that for something that really wasn't anything like Hollandaise sauce, so I was quite devastated about that. Um, and they also substituted um, bubble bath, um, adult bubble bath for kids' bubble bath. I was a bit, <laughs> yeah, a bit weirded out by that. Yeah. And I'm not sure what the difference is. It might just be a smaller package, but either way, it's um, it's fine. But yeah, I'm I'm all good over here in in Isolationville in um, Saint Albans. So all good.
4: I'm I'm all good. I'm still you know in lockdown as everyone else is. The only exercise I get is walking the dog, which is, I think, the most cases for most people. Um, yeah, I'm I'm doing good.
5: Yeah, same here. Just trying to keep busy, trying to catch up on the shows and films and games. And walking up and down the garden.
2: <laughs> I'm doing really good. I'm doing lots of gardening, painting, playing piano, uh, loads of jigsaw puzzles, trying to like ignore everything else that's happening. Um, it's okay.
1: And um,
3: I decided to pick up The Lord of the Rings the other day because I've never read it before. So that's going to be my like fun challenge for the next few months it's just to conquer the entire Lord of the Rings series and then hopefully, like, maybe move on to The Samarillion or something
0: yeah i'm doing uh, i 'm not doing too bad i 've got reduced hours at work, and obviously I live alone so when I am at home isolation's pretty tough but keeping busy um, watching plenty of films um, and i just wanted to say i 'm sure all of our listeners would agree it 's great to have so many people on the show. All coming together via the incredible modern technology available to record this episode. Um, Everyone involved in the Is It Worth It podcast is taking the COVID-19 crisis incredibly seriously, hence the remote recording, but we just wanted to take this opportunity to wish all of our listeners well. Um, We have listeners all around the globe and this is a truly global crisis we find ourselves in. However, together by following our individual government guidelines, we can come through this pandemic. And I just wanted to say if anyone is struggling with isolation, please don't hesitate to contact us via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram or email and we will happily, happily talk to you guys.
1: Yeah, it's very true that this is affecting every single person around the world in some way or another. And as a team, we're going to be coming together to also create as much content as we can to help you stay entertained in this strange time we all find ourselves in. So without further ado, let's kick off this episode right now so uh, what's everybody been watching Ranjit will start off with you
5: so the other day I watched uh, Rocket Man on Now TV uh, this was a film that I missed in the cinema um, and I saw it on Now TV and I thought I'd give it a go um, so it's uh, the bio- biographical musical film based on Elton John starring Taron Egerton directed by Dexter Fletcher um and i don't really know much about uh, elton john which is another reason i wanted to watch it um and uh, i know you and yeah you and david uh, craig and david both loved it so i thought i'd give it a go and i absolutely loved the film i thought it was incredible um i loved the way that it's it it sort of breaks the conventions of your normal sort of biographical uh, bio biopic biopic film um and i loved the i loved the sort of fantastical elements it had in it um which sort of really do portray um elton john's sort of persona and his way of bringing music to life um and like i said i did not i didn't know much about elton john so while i was watching it i was surprised at how many of his songs i'd heard before which is pretty yeah. cool um but yeah just i just love the way taron edgerton transformed into the role and just he was he's incredible in this film.
1: Oh, Aranj, what a great film to select as your first film to kick this off. Um, I love this movie. I, I, I saw it in the cinema about three times, but I think Floss, you may have. did you see it a lot more?
2: I only got to see it twice in the end. Um, I planned to see it many, many more times, but just timings didn't work out. Um, but yeah, that was one of my favourite films of last year. I keep trying to get my family to watch it.
4: Yeah, I saw it a couple of times in the cinema yeah. as well. I loved it as well. So good. It would
5: have must have been amazing in the cinema with the great sound and everything. Like That's
4: the thing. I really wanted to catch it
2: when it was in, you know, the massive screen with the big speakers. But yeah, yeah timing was not my friend. They did a sing-along version and I, I was working and I couldn't
1: go to it. <laughs> it's a shame. Um I saw it in super screen. Um, and that I believe has Dolby Atmos in it and it was, it it was incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. Um, but it was just the way that they, they achieved, um, something that Bohemian Rhapsody really wasn't able to do. And, it you know it 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 told the story it told it in a fantastical way but was really truthful to how Elton John is as a person um, and the, and the way the music was intertwined with with the story was just perfect um, and I and I'm I'm almost ashamed that the the way that Bohemian Rhapsody was nominated for some of the awards it was and 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 Rocket Man wasn't I was really quite appalled with that to be honest with you disappointed in, actually yeah. probably a better way of putting both, it both
2: um both Dexter Fletcher kind of productions. At the end of things, because he came in to save Bohemian Rhapsody, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. Yeah. I, I just, I like that Rocket Man was a bit weirder. Yeah. He wasn't afraid to be like, now we're going to have this massive, like, dream sequence. And, like, they properly made it into a musical. They had great choreography.
5: Yeah. I think that's what I loved about it as well. Like, I did, I love the fact that the music wasn't just sort of concert footage or. You know him in a recording studio like I just love the way that it, it told so much of the story through the music yeah. um the sort of music montages um and yeah like I said it, you know I I, I like that it went in places where I felt like Bohemian Rhapsody was scared to go yeah um but this sort of this wasn't this wasn't like that and it was just you know it, it went where I wanted to go and it's told an amazing story and it's it's a great watch I think while you're at home and you know, a great way to escape from what's going on is a couple of hours. It's, it's a brilliant watch right now, and that's on uh, cool. Now TV.
1: What's your second one then, Ranch?
5: So my second one is What We Do in the Shadows on Amazon Prime. Um, this is honestly, in my opinion, uh, one of the best comedies um, maybe within the last 10 years. <laughs> maybe the best comedy of the last 10 years. Um, directed by Taika Waititi. Um um, it has Jermaine Clement in it, um, and it's just and Taika Waititi also stars in it, um, who a lot of people may know from uh Thor Ragnarok and um uh, Jojo Rabbit, um, was that last year or this year this year I think, um, but yeah, so what we do in the shadows it's about um it's a sort of mockumentary about um some as uh, uh vampires, um, and it's just absolutely hilarious. This film is incredible, um. It will it will keep you laughing from start to finish. Um, it was a very sp- sort of small budget film. Um, only made seven million dollars worldwide, but it had a massive impact. Um, yeah, there's now a TV show based on the film, which is on the uh, BBC, I believe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this film on yeah this film is honestly one of my top comedies of all time, and it's just. Especially right now, you can't do and you can't do worse than just watching this film and just laughing your head off for a while. It's so good. That's a great um, pick. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, that's such a good, such a good pick. Um, I actually watched the TV series first um, and then the movie, and I thought the movie was actually vastly yeah. better. Um, but the TV series um, was the first episode was directed by Taika Waititi as well. Um, it was it's brilliant. I, I mean, just the whole concept of it being a mockumentary and um, but on something that's you know about vampires it was just hilarious and it was just so well done so well executed and the humor's so dry but but well ah oh, just brilliant yeah well, two wicked choices there Ranj Ab- absolutely brilliant oh it's
2: just uh, well it's really good yeah. <laughs> yeah just a really
3: fantastic really funny film really wholesome yeah. as well
5: I think it's one of those comedies that just has so many quotable lines as well and yeah. it's just it will stay with you for a while but, yeah, absolutely, if you've got a chance to check it out on Prime, do it
1: right now while it's on there. Cool, good stuff. Um, Floss, you're up next.
2: So I've gone for some very different things. Well, the first one I've chosen is Piercer because that is finally, that's on Amazon Prime now, and when that came out, it was so hard to find anywhere. There was kind of a lot of problems with the distribution, some stuff involving Harvey Weinstein. It didn't. I don't think it ever got released in cinemas here properly. Um, and then I finally got to see it on my birthday this year at the Prince Charles cinema. That was fun. Um, so it's it's a failed attempt at um, combating climate change and it leads to like a complete global freeze and the only people that survive are the people that are on this train that's just constantly circling the globe. It's like a a really amazing piece of technology but obviously, um, you know there's a front half of the train and a back half of the train and the people in first class have things a lot better than people at the back um I haven't mentioned it's from um Bong Joon-ho who obviously had a great year this year with Parasite um this film is in a lot of ways a precursor to that all the stuff about class and wealth is very present in Snowpiercer um and it's got it's got a great cast, so it's got Chris Evans, it's got Tilda Swinton in this like amazing transformation. There's like, Octavia Spencer, John Hurt, so many good people. It's very weird. It wasn't the highest budget film ever, but um, I think it's a really interesting, cool film that didn't get as much attention as it should have done when it first came out.
4: Yeah, I really liked it as well. Have you seen um, Have you seen *Okja*? No, I haven't watched that oh, yet. You'd really like <laughs> it. I, it's was an absolutely great film, and you've got um, Tilda Swinton and Jake Gyllenhaal doing a crazy, crazy character. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, they're both great films. Yeah,
3: yeah I must say, I think I've preferred *Snowpiercer* to *Parasite*. Actually, I just I watched it recently, and I kind of found that it set my expectations and then blew them out of the water every 20 minutes. It did that throughout the entire film. It's just quite a masterpiece, really.
2: Yeah. I think
3: it's... I,
1: I, sorry, Flo.
2: Oh, sorry, Craig. Just, like, go in not knowing very much, because there's some, like, cool twisty stuff.
1: Cool, because I, I haven't actually seen it at all, um, and obviously um, on the back of Parasite, I really want to watch it. Where did you say it was available again?
2: Uh, it's on Amazon Prime currently.
1: I will definitely be catching that. I know, David, you watched um, Snowpiercer, didn't you?
0: Yeah, so once, obviously, there was a lot of Oscar buzz around um, Parasite, I decided to check out some of Bong Joon-ho's work, and I watched Snowpiercer. Um, I think I watched it on Amazon Prime. Um, So I saw it before uh, I actually saw Parasite. And yeah, I was thoroughly impressed. Like uh, Floss said, there's lots of themes that run through Snowpiercer that cross over into Parasite, Um, but Bong Joon-ho, just proves that he's a man at the top of his craft. It's a really tense and action-packed film. Um, really good acting in it as well. Um, and yeah, it's on Amazon Prime, and it's definitely worth watching. Um, for me, I preferred Parasite. Obviously, Parasite did go on to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards, but Snowpiercer, nonetheless, is a is a film well, well, well worth watching.
2: I'd say I'd say Parasite is definitely a lot more polished. You can tell that he's you know had several more years of his career to hone stuff since making Snowpiercer. I can't remember when I first watched it, but it was back at uni and it was on a tiny screen and we had to use a VPN to get it via Netflix from some other country somewhere. And it like really, you know, it set off a lot of questions in my head that then, you know, you know, films just sometimes grip you and then you think about them for months afterwards. It was one of those for me.
1: Cool. Um, so Philosopher what's your second film then?
2: My second film is pretty different. It's Inside Llewyn Davis from the Coen Brothers. Oh yes, um, also on Amazon Prime. <laughs> this is another one of those films that like shaped my life a little bit for a while. Um, so it's about a folk singer. He's played by Oscar Isaac. Um, and it's sort of set just before Bob Dylan burst onto the scene. Um, so he plays Llewyn Davis, who used to be part of a like a musical duo and now for various reasons which i won't spoil he's he's going solo and he's just trying to get his career going and and there's not you know there's not a huge amount of plot it's just kind of like a character study of this guy who could be something but he has like first of all he has really bad luck but also he's just he's a bit of a knob and he doesn't like seem to face the fact that it's his decisions as well which are stopping him from getting anywhere um, he's got like a really blunt nature and he's rude to people, he alienates everyone so people that are like, trying to give him chances um, you know he, he pisses them off and then they don't try and help him again but um, the music's really great he's uh, I think everyone does their own performing, it's Justin Timberlake's in it, Carrie Mulligan um, Adam Driver shows up for a little bit. There's a great John Goodman extended cameo. Um, I don't know. It's a very slow kind of speculative film. And I really love it
1: a lot. Floss, honestly, what a great choice as well. Um, I I think Oscar Isaacs is so good in this movie. And the the music is brilliant. And I just remember distinctly the opening scene if if I'm remembering this correctly, it's just him on the stage playing a song. And it's so intimate and, oh, it's just so well done. And yeah, I, I yeah, just love it. Where did you say it was on? Was that Amazon Prime as well?
2: That's Amazon Prime as well. I suppose, yeah, a thing that I like about this film is that when they perform songs, that's like the whole song. they And I think it's, you know, as it was done on the set that day. And um, it feels very true and not polished
1: It's just raw isn't is it
2: nice <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah it's very very focused. i've been meaning to watch this actually but i've seen um uh have you seen oh brother where art thou which is another coen brothers uh, film yeah. with um george, george Clooney. Clooney, that's his name <laughs> <laughs> um and also the big lebowski is obviously uh up there i don't know is, is inside living Dead, is it a coen brothers comedy or is it yeah i'd say it's
2: it's like a dark comedy
4: okay
2: and it's it's the same guy isn't it that does all the music kind of like coordination is it t-bone burnett yeah i think yeah it's you know a spiritual link i guess to some of their other stuff
5: yeah um inside lewin davis is 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 one of the few coen brothers films that i do like i'm not the biggest fan of the coen brothers um, I really don't like the Big Lebowski or Hell Caesar. Um I don't know, for them it's just I'm not I wasn't even a big fan of Fargo. Um I'm very hit and miss with the Cohen Brothers, but this is um Inside Lewin Davis was a film that I really did enjoy. I think it must like it was the performance from Oscar, Oscar Isaac and Carrie Mulligan and the music, like you said, floss, is just so it's so infectious and it's just so um engaging to watch on screen and I love the way this film is, the film is shot as well it's sort of like a very muted very sort of weird greeny grey colour throughout the film yeah. Um, and uh, yeah and like, the framing if, if I remember correctly there wasn't the, the sort of the through line a cat that he's um, uh, following or something like that I can't remember I've, I, I haven't seen it since the cinema but um, yeah it was a film it was a Cone Brothers film that I really did like but like I said I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of them but this is a great film
1: um, so does anyone else have anything to comment on that movie then? I'm going to take that as a no then. So, Shivani, <laughs> you're up.
4: <laughs> Hello. Um, okay, so my first film is a bit of a guilty pleasure film that I think, like, it, it's just a film that you, you, it's a good family fun film. Um, so it's Lara Croft Tomb Raider, um, <laughs> <laughs> 2001 Angelina Jolie film which seems to be perpetually on BBC iPlayer so you can always find it on there um directed by Simon West and he's done various other action films but um it's got a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb um and 20% Modern Tomatoes so critically (laughs) it's um but I loved this film growing up like I it, it she just was one of my role models and it really had a big really positive impact on me um and i re-watched it uh, very recently and it's so strange to see Angelina and Jolie so young she's like 25 in this film it's crazy um it has very similar kind of vibes to like the matrix it's not as uh well formed as the matrix obviously but <laughs> it's got very similar vibes in terms of like music and costume um, yeah, like I said, it's a fun, fun action film for the whole family. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, um, obviously based on the video game and this is like the first film that's based on the video game, cause I know there was another one, um, came up recently, um, about uh Laura team raider and she's uh, on a race against time to find an ancient relic before it falls into the wrong hands and you've got the uh the illuminati and um, lots of uh, fun action things going on um All the
3: things you love Shivani yeah
4: but this is this is a huge guilty pleasure for me and i think um it, it it's a just a very enjoyable watch if you don't think too much about it
5: Great choice, Shivani. Um, I've never seen the Angelina Jolie films, the Tomb Raider films. Um, did you watch the new one as well? Are they? Is it how you know? Where? How does that compare to these ones?
4: I watched bits of it, but I wasn't that impressed. I, I don't know. I just I couldn't. I I, I was such a fan of the um, the original films. Um, yeah, yeah. I, just, I think as a, as a new action film, I I wasn't that impressed with them. Um, team Reader.
1: Um, I would. I'm inclined to completely agree with you, Shivani, with the with the latest one. that It was not good at all, and it was mainly because of the story. Um, the acting was okay, but if we're going to talk about Angelina uh, Jolie's t- first Tomb Raider, I mean, it is just a nostalgic kind of yeah. gaming <laughs> conversion movie. Um, and it wasn't bad it just wasn't good either unfortunately but it is it is a bit of a, f- a good film to sort of chill out to and watch and and zone out and just watch someone like Angelina Jolie just kick ass basically
4: yeah it's, it's a whole load of fun which I think pe- people might be needing right now
0: <laughs> yeah definitely
1: David you've seen it haven't you
0: uh, I haven't. No, uh, I'll be honest. I haven't seen it, but I've got to commend Shivani. She always comes up with brilliant choices, and with rotten tomato scores like that, I think she's she's got a she's got a um, a bigger set of balls than I do. So, <laughs> putting that out there um so well done Giovanni um it's if it's on BBC iPlayer I'll add it onto my list of what to watch I'm making a list of all the films I haven't seen that people are recommending so that has been added to my list obviously even though I haven't seen it I do know that it's Angina Jolie's like known for that role um and it is a very iconic kind of film so it's one that I would like to check out
4: yeah there's loads of films on on BBC iPlayer that just sort of crop up but like there's been several times that I've gone on, and it's always there, so <laughs> yeah. it's a pretty safe bet.
5: Yeah, it's, it... they stay on there for a while as, as well, I think.
4: Yeah, so I think it is a BBC film. I think that's probably why it's on there for a, okay. a perpetual amount of time. um But yeah, it's, it's still on there now.
1: Cool, Shivani. What's your second film then?
4: My second film is Spotlight, um which is on Netflix, and it's directed by Tom McCarthy and uh, 2015. Uh, very, very different to, to my, my first choice of film. Uh, it's 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb and 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Very, very good film. Uh, Michael Keaton, Mark Ruffalo and Rachel McAdams. Um, so it's the true story of how the Boston Globe uncovered uh, the massive uh, scandal of child molestation and cover-up uh, within the local Catholic archdiocese. Um, obviously in Boston. So it's set of sort of around the time of 9-11 and they sort of touch on that in the film. Um, but it's a very, like, like it's similar to The Post in, in kind of uh, journalist kind of scandal, uncovering all that kind of stuff. Um, mm. and it's very, very impactful Um, very emotive performances especially from Mark Ruffalo there is one bit that just gets me every single time Um, but obviously I won't won't go too much into detail from spoilers Um, but yeah it's one of my favourite films, it's on Netflix um, and definitely definitely give it a watch if you haven't seen it
1: I I haven't seen this um, but I'm definitely going to be giving that a watch, I'm going to be adding that to my list tonight um, because I have heard amazing things about it, and I feel a bit of shame that I haven't seen it to be honest.
4: Yeah, I mean it's what it won um, Academy Award for Best Picture, um, so it's yeah, very very good uh, film, and the Academy Award for Best Actor in a Supporting Role, which I think was Mark Ruffalo. Um But yeah, Mark, Mark Keaton is great in that film. Um, but yeah, it's like as a as a good like. Um, sort of trilogy maybe unrelated but maybe that the post and all the president's men and then maybe throw in the report for it as well if you're looking for a whole series of journalistic um uncovers
1: yeah no i reckon uh david i know um you're quite keen on those sort of films um have you seen spotlight
0: yeah, it's bizarre. Shivani's picked this because I was looking through Netflix the other day, and I saw Spotlight was on there. And obviously, Spotlight won the Academy Award for Best Picture. So, whenever there's a film on there that's a Best Picture winner, I always try and check them out. Um, and yeah, I watched it, and it's it's a very the the pace is quite slow, but it's really really engaging. So it it really absorbs you, and you get absorbed into the story. And it's also just such a deeply disturbing story. Um, you know, I found my jaw hitting the floor several times, um, just blown away by the 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 size and scale of this scandal, um, and and the attitude within the Catholic Church towards it is nothing short of shocking. Um, but I'd like to reiterate what uh, Shivani said about Mark Ruffalo. I thought his performance was captivating when he was on the screen you you were just well captivated basically he he was so powerful and and I think I know the scene Shivani's referring to won't give away any spoilers but it really did give me a bit of a lump in my throat just very very powerful um like I said it's a it's a very quite a dark and heavy film but I think um on the back of recently I watched the two popes on Netflix um And that has a very, very different look at the Catholic Church. But Spotlight is, and I can see what Shivani's saying, and the similarities to the Post and some of those other journalistic films she mentioned. I would, I would describe it as a a film you really should check out. Um, Obviously, it won the Academy Award. It's got brilliant scores on Rotten Tomatoes, and I was really impacted by it. It had a a deep impact on me. Um, So I think it's a great choice.
5: It is. You're right, Shivani. It's an incredible film. It is it's very powerful uh, very heavy um but it's something that a lot of people should see i think i think it's a a real eye-opener um but i think yeah you're right that with the post is a great double bill um but uh, in my opinion i think the post is just just sort of slightly better i think it's just a bit more of a well-made film um but yeah mark ruffalo almost steals the show from michael keaton in this film i'm not always the biggest fan of mark ruffalo i can i don't know what it is about him but i feel like sometimes when he's on screen i can sort of feel him acting i don't see any other character apart from mark ruffalo on screen it's weird it's just, i don't know what it is it's always that's always the case with him but in this film he does sort of uh sort of like you know become the character that he's he's portraying and he's sort of lost in his role but yeah it's it's a heavy film but it's it's some it's an important film and i think a lot of people should see it
1: i think mark ruffalo is um he's a he's a really great actor um alex and i saw him recently in dark waters and we did review it um but we're going to bring that out a bit later on um in the year when it sort of comes onto streaming services that review it might be in a, a later cinema at home episode um but he was amazing in that movie and i think alex would um would agree with me on that.
3: yeah no he was really spectacular i just i do have to agree with range I, I have a really hard time seeing him as anything other than mark ruffalo i'm not sure <laughs> i'm not sure he has it in his face to be particularly expressionate yeah you're right it's the face yeah. i think it's just <laughs> face.
2: it's just it
4: doesn't really transform
2: that's it. does it yeah
3: it no. feels just like yeah. mark ruffalo is playing the characters a little bit too much yeah. i mean
4: i did see the trailer i haven't seen dark waters but i saw the trailer for it and he looks like he's playing the same character that he does in spotlight um from what i've heard of dark waters i think spotlight is slightly better um but i obviously haven't seen it but just that's just from what i've heard um but yeah, it's a very similar kind of, you know, a higher authority has done something wrong, and the uh, the underdogs are gonna catch them out.
1: Yeah,
2: it does a good job of making something quite mundane, like being being journalists. They make it like very tense, mm. and it could yeah. easily have been really dull. Um, but the way they've portrayed. The process of, like, uncovering the story makes it, yeah,
4: very, very tense. Yeah. But there's this one bit with Rachel McAdams where she's, like, um, knocked on the door and the person who answers is, it becomes so tense instantly. It's, it's yeah. Sorry, just not, without giving Rory too much.
0: <laughs> I just wanted to briefly say that, um, obviously, Shivani recommended um, maybe doing a double bill with something like The Post. The Post is also available on yes, Netflix yeah. at the moment.
1: Cool. Um well, then, without further ado, then, Alex, you're up next.
3: So for my first film, I've chosen the 2014 film Love and Mercy, directed by Bill Pollard and starring John Cusack, Paul Dano and Elizabeth Banks. Uh, it's available to buy and rent on iTunes. And I think it's on Prime as well. And it's a biopic of the life of the Beach Boys frontman and leader Brian Wilson and his struggles to come to terms with his emerging psychosis. Uh, the film portrays his life in like two different parts. Which run alongside one another. So Dano takes the younger role and then John Cusack takes the older counterpart of Brian Wilson. And uh, it's just really cool and really well done. And it doesn't feel jarring at any point that those two storylines run alongside another one another. Um So like the first part of the film that Dano's playing the part of younger Brian Wilson, uh, that all happens during the production and de- development of Pet Sounds, which is obviously like one of the most important albums ever. Uh, and follows that, and then John Cusack's section follows Brian Wilson's life in the 80s. So, when he's gone through his psychotic break, and you know, he's in bed for several years and he's being abused by his therapist and carer. Um, but it's fascinating, and I think the director does a really great job of displaying the sensitivities and the insecurities of Brian Wilson on screen. Um, like you say, you see two different sides of Brian Wilson, you see the side of his life before and leading up to his mental break and his eventual recovery, which took some 20, 30 years. Uh, But it's just a really beautiful film. And the whole narrative is driven by the soundtrack, which is pet sounds. So lyrically you can sort of really understand what Brian Wilson was going through at the time. Um, But it's great. It's full of tension and uh, melancholy. And it's probably one of my favorite films and really worth a watch if you're a big music fan.
1: I, I haven't seen this Alex and, um, i now really really want to watch it you said it's on amazon prime uh
3: i think it might be on prime but i know that you can buy and rent it on the itunes at the moment but it's really interesting i haven't spoken to almost anyone yet i don't think that has actually seen love and mercy
1: it well it's certainly on my list now has anyone else seen it no
3: no but you've sold it to me
5: alex i do want to check that out
3: it's really fantastic you guys should definitely check it out it's a really
5: beautiful
1: you had me at paul dono yeah If no one else has seen seen the movie, do you want to tell us what your second one is? Then? Yeah,
3: my second one was uh, the 2007 film Control, which is about the life of uh, the Joy Division singer Ian Curtis as he deals with his epilepsy and depression during the rise of the band. So it's directed <laughs> by Anton Corbyn and stars Sam Riley. The whole film is shot in like a really beautiful black and white, uh, which is just such a perfect reflection of the like drab lifestyle that he was living at that time. Um but it's just really interesting. You kinda of go through the film understanding how Ian Curtis stumbled into one of the greatest bands of, of all time and had such an amazing and short lived career with them. But again, it's it's a really great film. It's horribly depressing, but it's absolutely beautiful. And if you're not a fan of Joy Division, you will be once this film is over. It's it's really fantastic.
1: Right, again, another movie that I haven't seen, Alex, and you have literally sold me such on that a shame. as well. Um yeah, it, that one's definitely available in, on Prime, though. I've looked that one up. Yeah. And um, again, I'm going to add that to my watch list On for that one. Anyone else seen that one? No, no I mean, no, seen both of
3: these. you got, got to step it up. Oh, <laughs> Alex,
1: sorry. I'm so sorry. But, but this is what this show's all about. It's amazing that, you know, a lot of the films we have seen, but the ones that we haven't, they're the ones that we want to watch. And hopefully our listeners will also want to watch as well. And, uh, you know, it's... It's great when you get new films to be recommended like that. And, and I'm sorry I haven't seen it, but at the same time, I'm not sorry because I can't wait to watch it. Now.
3: Yeah, it's something great for everyone to enjoy who hasn't seen it now. They're, they're both excellent films.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, David, then, I guess you're up. Yes, well, I guess I am. And my first film recommendation is This Is 40. Um, it's currently available to, um, watch on Amazon Prime. And just a very brief synopsis. Uh, Pete and Debbie are both about to turn 40. Their kids hate each other. Both of their businesses are failing, they're on the verge of losing their house, and their relationship is threatening to fall apart. Now, I know that that may not sound particularly funny, um, but I can assure you that this is a rom-com, uh, and it is a, a, an incredibly hilarious film, proven by the fact that it was actually nominated for a Critics' Choice Award, a Critics' Choice Award, sorry, for Best Comedy. Um, it's got a, a stellar cast, including Leslie Mann, Paul Rudd, John Lithgow, Megan Fox, Albert Brooks, Jason Segal, and Melissa McCarthy. I actually re-watched this today, and it's about the third time I've watched this. And I would just say that this film is hilariously funny. Um I mean, really, the first time I watched it, I was laughing out loud loads. This was the third time I watched it today, and, and some bits still made me laugh out loud. Um, it's incredibly well acted. Um, I think it's also really well paced because it has a very long running time. 134 minutes actually, which is quite long for a rom-com. Um, and I think that's why the Rotten Tomato scores aren't great. Um, it gets a 52% um, score from the critics and a 50% score from the audience. I was really shocked when i looked up those rotten tomato scores earlier because i think it's a much much better film than that i mean it's not a terrible score but it's not as high as i thought and i think one of the reasons for that is maybe the running time um but like i said i think it's very well paced i think it has a very good script and what i also like is that it deals with a lot of real and relevant issues and i think you probably heard that in the synopsis the synopsis sounded quite heavy so whilst being a rom-com it also deals with um some quite heavy issues as well um, and really what it does is it wins you over with its sense of warmth and honesty like there's just something so genuine and real about this film and so I mean I'm not 40 I'm not close to 40 but I could I could just relate to this film on, on, on so many levels and overall it's just very real it's sweet it's smart but most importantly it's genuinely funny um, like I said it's currently available to watch on Amazon Prime And it's just a film that I would really, really recommend. Um, Has anyone else seen this film? And if so, did you enjoy it?
1: Yes, I've seen it. um, But it was a really long time ago. Um, I do just remember it being just very, very funny and almost quite uncomfortable at times because it does tackle those really uncomfortable um, things, you know, ailments almost of, of hitting that older age of forty, which actually now in now that I'm you know thirty this year, it, it's not that far off. Um, I probably should rewatch it to kind of see how much I'm going to see myself in it. Maybe <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyone
3: else? I no, no. I I it. Seen
2: mm. it. Sorry, I'm not a big rom com person.
5: <laughs> I like the um, the cast in there, but um, it's not a film I've seen yet. But I always see it popping up on like Netflix and stuff, so I might give it a go.
1: Has he sold it to any of you?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely
5: yeah. <laughs>
1: it, it is worth watching, definitely, it, especially if you just want to chill out and and um, and just watch something funny. Basically,
0: David, what's your yeah? No, I totally agree. What's your second um, film? Yeah, mate? sorry. Oh. sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, it's all <laughs> it's all right, mate. Um, so my second film is one of probably one of my favourite films of all time, and it's Dallas Buyers Club. Um, it's currently available on Netflix um, and it gets a fantastic 93% from the critics and a fantastic 91% From the audience. Um, and what's it about? In 1985, Dallas electrician and hustler Ron Woodroof works around the system to help AIDS patients get the medication they need after he is diagnosed with the disease. I think the first thing to say about this film is it won three Oscars. Um Matthew McConaughey won Best Actor. Uh, Jared Leto won Best Supporting Actor, and it also won Best Achievement in Makeup and Hairstyling. But it was nominated for six Oscars in total, including Best Picture, Best Editing, and Original Screenplay. Now, for those of you who follow Road to the Oscars, you'll know that a Best Picture nomination, a Best Editing nomination, and an Original Screenplay, that's three of the main categories. And for me, why I like this film is it takes very hard-hitting subject matter and it handles it so delicately and so well. Um, I think there's career-defining performances in this film from Matthew McConaughey and uh, Jared Leto. I think both of them are superb and that's proven by the fact that both of them won Academy Awards. It's just a powerful and moving film. Um, it's really well-paced. It's really engaging and the screenplay is sensational. And what the actors do with that screenplay um, is brilliant. And I think the reason that Leto and McConaughey both get Oscar wins here is that the characters just have so much depth. And I was I was honestly just blown away by this film. Um, I haven't rewatched it um recently um but from from my memory as soon as i saw this on netflix i thought i've just got to recommend that to people and um, because it's such a good film and overall i think it's powerful moving uh, and a great example of acting at its best if you want to see two powerhouse performances then check out dallas buyers club which is currently available on netflix
1: oh what a really good film choice there david um I remember watching this and just being blown away by, first of all, the story, which is just so raw and sensitive, but handled so well. And then the performances as well, which uh, Jared Leto transformed in this performance, um, even and Matthew McConaughey as well, completely transformed, I mean, in terms of the way he looked and, and whatnot. And um, yeah, just a really, really amazing film. And yeah, I'd highly recommend that as well, definitely.
2: I thought this film was really, really good. Um I feel like it's an important facet of Matthew McConaughey's character that he starts out as a horrible horrible man. Mm. He's really he's like he's homophobic, he's rude, um he's sort of like in denial about having AIDS and he transforms over the course of the film and he has like quite a sweet relationship with Jared Leto's character who's a transgender woman. Um and Obviously they don't start off as great friends, but it's very very sweet it's really sad it's it's really good
0: couldn't agree with what floss said more there really expanded on some of the points that I said um about the character development yeah yeah oh
1: well, that's um yeah really really good choice and um it, it's one maybe not to choose lightly um it's gonna it is a very uh, not a difficult subject to tackle, or maybe it is. You might not be. You might not be in the mood for that. But if you are in the mood for a bit of a heavy topic film, then that would definitely be the one to go for for sure. Um, I guess that's your two films, then, isn't it? So, I guess I'm up. I'm up now. Then, yes, it? that is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, my first choice then is Flight of the Navigator. Um, this came out in 1986 um and it's about a 12 year old boy who's called david Whey! and uh, david accident <laughs> yeah <laughs> unfortunately david has an accident in the forest and he gets knocked out and then he wakes up and um it's uh, eight years later and um his parents are obviously really happy to have him back but it <laughs> so happens that he hasn't aged a single day um and he's still he's still um the age that he was he's still 12 years old um and it turns out that uh, a NASA scientist has discovered an alien spaceship um somewhere, and uh, this is david 's chance to sort of find out what happened to him and why he hasn 't aged and why he's sort of been brought to the future in a in a in a really random way and I remember watching this as a kid and just being transformed or not transformed, but I was Transfix, I suppose is the word I was looking for on, on the screen at this incredible story of a child who who somehow hasn't aged a day and it's eight years later and and there's this alien spaceship that takes him round and he becomes this navigator and he has to navigate round. Oh, it's just oh, insanely brilliant. And I don't know if anyone else has seen it, but it's so good. And if you want to watch it, it's on Disney Plus, by the way. Um, Anyone, anyone else seen it? Oh. I haven't seen it.
5: Yeah, I've seen it. It is brilliant. <laughs> it's pure sort of eighties um, sort of campiness, and it's it's. I think it's perfect for like a time right now. It's just it will take you back to being a kid. Um, but yeah, you're right. I remember when I was a kid and I watched it, and the the time travel bit really sort of you know just sort of, that was so interesting. It was just like it was just crazy to think about it, and then. The, the the design of the ship is so cool and yeah, yeah the the little robot is it robot or alien that's sort of talking to him in the ship is it, it was just so cool it was
1: kind of like how yeah from 2001 space odyssey and it was it was so cool like i just remember being like i just that's probably the moment where i sort of realized i'm a bit of a, a nerdy geeky kind of sciencey kind of kid here and i just love the concept of that film and kind of wish that i was that kid don't know if you felt like that,
5: Range. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um It's just, yeah, it's. I think it, it would just like put you back in the mindset of being like a sort of an adventurous kid again. And it's just so, it's a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yeah. Anyone else seen it or wants to watch it? Yeah, oh, know,
5: pretty right? sold on that. <laughs> yeah, really
1: fun. You sold it to me,
0: Craig. you sold it to me.
1: Well, if you've got Disney Plus, cue that up now because that is streaming on there. It's actually, yeah. It's a Disney film, so it's. um, I haven't been able to find it anywhere for ages. And when I saw that it's available on Disney Plus, I was just like, (laughs) "Yes, so good." Um, But my my second film then is Free Solo. This is also on Disney Plus, but it's not actually like a a feature fictional movie of any sort. This is actually a documentary, and it's about Alex Honnold, who attempts to be the first person to ever free solo um, a uh, a three thousand foot um, wall called El Capitan. In Yosemite, if I got that right, um, yes, yes, fantastic. You I'm always getting things wrong like that. Um, and this is a, a wicked documentary. Uh, it's like the build up to Alex's climb or his ascent up to into the in, on the wall. Um, and he's he's crazy. I mean, he climbed three thousand foot on one of the biggest walls in the world to to um, a free solo, basically without any equipment, without any help at all. Um, where he could have plum- at any point plummeted to his death. So you are on absolute tenderhooks um, throughout the whole course of the film as the build-up to the bit where he actually goes to do the, the the climb. And then when he does do the climb, you are scared for him. You know that this wouldn't have been put out if he actually died. But like the whole time you're watching it, it's like, oh, my God. Um, I remember reviewing this on the podcast, um, on the main show. I can't remember what week it was, but it was... Ages ago, and I did it with my friend Matt Meggett and another guy who does runs another podcast. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, and I should have done my research there. But um, we had them both on as guests, and uh, they, these guys are like climbing fanatics. And this was a kind of a, of a controversial film in the climbing world because it sort of encouraged people to maybe attempt to do free soloing as well. Um, And from that perspective, it was a really, really kind of amazing film to watch. Um, And uh, I I highly recommend watching this film if you want to be put on edge a little bit. Um, But at the same time, just as a visual point of view of of watching somebody attempt to do this, it's breathtaking um, and and really worth the watch. And again, that's on Disney Plus as well.
2: Anyone else seen it? It's one I've been meaning to watch for a long time. I've been to El Capitan. Have you? And like that's it's it's a big old rock
1: <laughs> yeah so if you've seen it and um, you've seen it and you see and and you've seen the scale of it so you know what a challenge and what a feat that was for somebody to climb that without any equipment it's incredible
5: yeah craig i remember your um your interview on that episode of the podcast and that's like it was it was so interesting to listen to about the sort of mindset of these climbers and how they're almost their brains are almost wired differently in two hours um and uh, that's ever since I've heard that interview, I've always wanted to watch the film, and just haven't had the chance. But now that it's on Disney Plus, I'm definitely going to check it out. But um, yeah, I can't. I can't wait to watch it.
1: Good stuff. Um, right. Well. Yeah, David. Sorry,
0: go on, mate. <laughs> no, I was just going to say I had a. a- a wonderful hom- ho- homedy holiday to uh, Yosemite National Park um about ten years ago now, and I've seen that particular rock in question, and it is absolutely huge. And now that I know this is available on Disney Plus, I definitely need to check it out. Um By the way, Yosemite is just one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to, so I'll just yes. like to relive some of those memories by re- by watching this documentary as well. But I've heard lots of good things about this documentary.
1: I, you may end up reliving some of those memories, but most of the time you'll probably be put on edge. Trust me. <laughs> it's, it's breathtaking, but it's also like yeah, on your edge of your seat stuff. Definitely. I can imagine. Um, so that's all of our, um, you know, recommendations. We are going to go to an ad break and we'll be back with your must or our must watch films. that You just have to watch um, after this break. interrupt this broadcast or Is It Worth It the Film Review podcast for an important announcement.
0: If you're enjoying the podcast, we would like to remind you that you can now become a Patreon supporter for as little as $3 a month. This helps the podcast to continue to grow as well as offering the potential for bonus content and Is It Worth It merchandise. Your support helps the podcast stay alive. So why not become a Patreon supporter today? Head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Is It Worth It podcast.
1: So this is the section of this episode where we look at our must-watch movies. Ranji, you're going to kick us off on that one, please.
5: Yeah, so I'm going to cheat slightly here. Um, My must-watch movie is actually three movies, and I'm going to go for The Lord of the Rings, the extended editions. Um, It's just the standard ones on Netflix, but on Prime you can uh, rent the extended ones. I think they're £3.50 each. Um, But honestly, if you haven't, if you haven't seen the lord of the rings this way the extended way treat yourself because the extended versions add so much more to the story so many of the gaps that the uh, standard the, the the um theatrical editions uh, missed out um you get you just sort of uh, sort of fall into the world a lot more and you understand a lot more character motivations um which were missing in the um in the theatrical editions but honestly i think in my opinion, this is the best trilogy ever made. Um, I don't think anything has ever beaten it and whoever will beat it. It's just um, pure craftsmanship. It's just a masterpiece of filmmaking throughout this whole trilogy. Um directed by Peter Jackson the whole way through, um, starring Elijah Wood and Vega Mortensen, Ian McKellen, Orlando Bloom, uh, Liv Tyler, and Cate Blanchett, like an incredible cast um, all the way through. Um, everyone is is on point in, these, in this whole series. Um, and, yeah, if if you've seen Lord of the, Ring, Lord of the Rings, that's great, but you, you need to watch them extended. Like, I can't watch them any other way now. I refuse to. Um, and, yeah, it's just, while they're on Prime, uh, go for it. Especially, you know, everyone's at home now. We've got nine hours to kill. <laughs> it's the best time <laughs> yeah. to do it. So, yeah, <laughs> do it all in one thing. I mean, thing if you're talking if you about the
4: extended versions, it's going to be 12 hours.
5: Yeah, you're right, yeah. It's even longer, so... Yeah, to do it all in one go if you can. Um, is you know, these films are just incredible. They just the, the, the world building is so good and obviously that's all because of the the work done by Tolkien in the books before. Um but Peter Jackson brings his, his vision to life so well. Um and yeah, these, these films are just absolute modern classics, um and they're a must watch in my opinion.
1: 100%. Excellent choice, excellent choice. Honestly, um, I do feel like we should actually discuss each of these films as we go through it. We were going to do this a bit of sort rapid fire, but actually, no, Range. Range, this is wicked. Um, what a wicked choice to go for. I know it's not one film, but it's multiple, but you could consider it as one long, massive movie because it kind of is in a way. Um, they were almost yeah, they shot back-to-back, weren't they? Yeah, it was one book. Yeah, they were. I don't know. they were. They were yeah, shot they, back-to-back, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there we go. It's one film then, um, just split in half. Um, each at each point um, no wicked choice and I definitely think um, that people should really get on that if they haven't seen it and if they haven't seen the extended version really get on that um, and, and purchase that if they wanted to but otherwise Netflix is where the um, normal editions are I guess Yeah. everyone
4: knows I'm the tall one you're the short one <laughs> there's so many scenes
2: that I've come to think of like oh that's one of my favourite scenes in this and then I watch because I've got all the originals on DVD from back in the day And one on VHS as well. Um, And I watch it and I'm like, oh, "Oh, that scene just didn't happen because it was not, it was from the extended version. So it's not like just filling out space unnecessarily. Like there's like really good stuff in the extended edition. I think
5: there are a few scenes where you can see, you can understand why they were cut, um, which don't really um, sort of add much to the story. But then the majority of them do. And uh, like I said, because there's a whole like you don't really see in the theatrical editions, you don't really see why Boromir's father um isn't um you know favors Faramir over him but in the extended editions you do and that adds so much more to um you know what happens to Boromir and his character and uh you learn a lot more about him and not just him just so many characters in general you you miss a lot um from the theatrical editions, but um am
4: I Am I right in thinking that the whole uh, Faramir and Earwind thing is in the thia- in the um, yeah. extended ones as well? Yeah, it's
5: in the extended. That's not in the uh, theatrical in editions there. at all. Yeah, that's not in there at all. I remember
4: um, so much
2: more about Treebeard and Merry and Pippin um, yeah. in, in the extended because <laughs> that happens so fast.
5: Yeah, yeah, you're right, Floss. There's so much more of that um, of them three um, when they're split up from the fellowship. But um, yeah, hundred percent. Extended Edition is the way to watch these films.
3: Am I right in thinking that the mouth of Sauron is in the Extended Edition? Yeah, not yeah. In the yeah theatrical. that's in Extended Such a cool character.
5: That's yeah. me. Yeah, such a great design, great character. But again, that's, that whole bit is not in the theatrical edition at all. So it is a really great way to watch the films.
1: Uh, Floss, you're up next with your must-watch movie to cap off this show.
2: Okay, well, it's. I don't know if I misinterpreted or... Well, oh, no, I didn't misinterpret, but so I've taken this as the one that I'm saying, like, just watch this. Don't, like, I'm not going to try and sell it because if you try and explain the film, you ruin it. Um, and the film is Midnight Special from 2016, yes. directed by Jeff Nichols. and Yes.
1: As Love much as I will
2: film. say, so... A special boy is being kidnapped from the cult that he lives with. They're being pursued by the cult and the government. That's like as much as I think I should say. Yes. Um, so it's got Michael Shannon, Joel Edgerton, Adam Driver again, Kirsten Dunst. And um, it's, it's a really good film. It's very weird. Some people love where it goes. Some people think it was awful. I haven't actually spoke to, spoken to many people that have watched it. But you guys all just went, yes, yeah, so I guess you guys have. Um, yeah, so, so um,
1: just quickly, some of us can see each other on video, some of us can't, but those of us who see us on video, when Floss mentioned that, we all just went crazy, like, yes, that was <laughs> <is> amazing. <laughs> oh,
4: I just went for crazy for Adam Driver. I haven't seen it. Oh, you should, oh, should it's I? It's so good. This I do, really, really want to watch it. Amazing. I, I really, really, really want to watch it. Um, yeah, I feel like to
2: try and, like, if you go in and you read reviews first, you, you're doing a bit of a disservice because all all the weird stuff that happens. Um, I'm not even going to say. Okay, I'm not going to yeah. say anything. Uh, you're,
5: I think, yeah, I think you're does. right, Floss. Uh, just go in blind in this film. Um, I also want to give a shout out to David Wingo, the composer. The music is so good in this film. It really does elevate the um, the, the story. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great performance for Michael Shannon again, as usual, and Adam Driver. And it's just, yeah, crazy twists and turns. And you don't really want to know uh, much about it beforehand so definitely check it out while it's on Netflix oh,
2: I should shout out um, Jaden, I think he goes by Jaden Martell now, um, you probably saw him in the It films where he plays Bill um, but he was in this when he was younger and he's a really great little little kid actor he's really really strong in this and it's definitely on I can't actually remember, I think I saw it was on Amazon Prime, I think all mine are from Prime because I was just flicking through
1: and yeah, no, I think that's definitely Amazon Prime, because I'm pretty sure I recommended it a few, maybe a couple of months ago. Um, but yeah, no, what a wicked film. It's it's so special, and that's in the title, but it is. It's just so stylized. It's so um, well paced. The acting's amazing, and it. it's just an all round, a really wicked film. But it won't be for everybody, but it's certainly um, up there as one of my favourites of all time, to be honest with you. It's so good.
4: Yeah, you definitely sold it. I definitely want to watch it. Adam Driver, Siobhani. <laughs> Adam Driver. Yeah. yeah, I know. I can't believe I haven't <laughs> seen
3: it. <laughs> is it. Is it a horror?
5: No. I would say it's a science fiction drama. I wouldn't say it's a horror. Um, but uh, it's directed by Jeff Nichols, who is a really, uh, really, really good director. Um, uh, if you haven't seen another film that he's done, there's a film called Take Shelter, which also has uh, Michael Shannon in it again. And that film is incredible.
1: Shivani, you're up next.
4: Okay, so I di- I thought I'd be the only one to pick, to pick a documentary, um, but Craig obviously picked a documentary. Um, but I've picked Blackfish as my um, must see film. It's on Netflix and um, very similar critical results um, for from uh, Spotlight as well. So it's eight okay, eight point one out of ten and ninety eight percent on what Tomatoes. Um so it's a documentary following the controversial captivity of killer whales, um and its dangers for both humans and whales. Um it, it focuses on a whale uh, in SeaWorld SeaWorld? Yeah, SeaWorld, um called Tilikum, who um sort of is a quite a famous killer whale. Um it's a very, very emotive um documentary I I did the first time I watched it I did cry it was it's it's a yeah it's a heavy watch again like spotlight um but it's I can't express how good this documentary is and I I love a good documentary but this is like one of my favorites and um there's there's so much in there that just makes you so angry (laughs) um and it's animals so everyone loves animals I don't know if anyone's seen it
1: I
0: I haven't seen it. Has anyone else seen it? I have not seen it either. No, but
4: it sounds really cool
2: and really upsetting.
0: (laughs) I have seen it. It's a fantastic choice from Shivani. Um, I watched it pretty much the day it came out. Um, It was something that I was really, really excited to see. It's such a powerful documentary. I've been to SeaWorld in Florida, and there is so much controversy surrounding the captivity of... Of orcas of killer whales because they're such intelligent, smart animals, um, and their their actual captivity is something that I think in the near future is is going to be abolished. Um, but it is just such a powerful documentary. It's a brilliant watch. I think Shivani's made a fantastic choice there.
4: I mean, it's another it's another eye opener like spotlight. Um, so they both they both kind of bring to light issues that you don't you should you don't know that you should care about. <laughs> Um, it's it's a very very good
1: film. Some stuff. I I will definitely watch that. Um, my girlfriend uh, Charis absolutely loves documentaries, so that's going to be the next one that we probably watch. Um, Alex, you're up next.
3: Uh, I chose Twenty Eight Days Later as my must watch film, <laughs> which I understand is probably quite a strange one, but I just think it's such an amazing film. Uh, it's directed by Danny Boyle. It stars Cillian Murphy. It's probably I think his best role um just the scale of production that they went for in this film is really incredible uh you know they managed to completely empty out central parts of london for this whole film it's set during uh an apocalypse and um yeah it's just really amazing just a really cool look cool realistic look at what might happen in england if if a similar scenario went <laughs> on
2: can you imagine england with like empty streets yeah
3: <laughs> how strange would that be i mean
1: a lot of london is looking like that at the moment yeah i mean it is almost uh, comparable to sort of things that are going on right now in some in some circumstances in, in the fact that you know people aren't going out as much and the streets are empty is you know it is really strange um and eerie and that film really does um evoke a lot of the same feelings of what is going on at the minute so if you want to have some familiarity uh, in terms of the movies that you're watching, with what's running parallel to today's society, that's uh, certainly one to watch right now. Definitely,
3: I haven't seen it, Alex. Where did you say it was? Um, I found it on Google Play, YouTube, iTunes, and Amazon Video.
1: Okay, I'm definitely there's four it out. places
3: to get it from. But yeah, yeah, do check it out. It's a really, really good film.
1: Well, then, David, you're up next.
0: So, my must-watch film. The film I have selected is The Theory of Everything. Um, It's currently available to stream on Netflix. Uh, It stars Eddie Redmayne and Felicity Jones. Uh, And the reason I think this is a must-watch film is I think Eddie Redmayne's portrayal of Stephen Hawking is probably one of the greatest on-screen performances of of, of all time. And I I don't say that lightly. Um, I've seen many, many films, but his portrayal of Stephen Hawking is is, is just mesmerizing. It's, it's uncanny. It's actually quite scary how realistic he is in this film. Um, Eddie Redmayne won an Academy Award for Best Actor in a Leading Role. Felicity Jones was nominated for Actress in a Leading Role. Uh, The film was also nominated for Best Picture and Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, So it got four um, Oscar nominations, one win for Eddie Redmayne and rightly so. Uh, It gets a brilliant 79% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 84% from the audience. And if you haven't seen this film, um, it is It is just incredible. Obviously, the tragic story of how this incredible scientist got motor neurons disease but then the heroic nature of how he overcame that disease uh, lived many, many, many years longer than he was he was told he would and obviously became one of the best theoretical physicists, I believe that's uh, correct, of all time. Um, a very intelligent man. I certainly can't do his intelligence justice, um, but this film does his life justice. It's currently available on Netflix. It's called The Theory of Everything and it is fantastic.
1: Oh, David, yeah, what a great film to have picked. Um, I'm a big fan of Stephen Hawkins and all of the work that he's done on black holes and theories of, of um, physics and whatnot. And and I've read a few of his books and they are very detailed and very difficult to understand, especially for somebody who's not so au fait with, with physics and whatnot. But it is a brilliant, 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 brilliant movie and, and one that I really enjoyed watching to get a really good understanding of what Stephen Hawkins was... Was completely all about as a man. I mean, a lot of it may have been fictionalized to some extent, but I still think that it's a really amazing movie to watch, um, and one that really highlights what an uh, amazing individual that that man was.
4: Really, really, really great film. Um, I think another one that um, sort of got compared to was The Imitation Game, and in terms of um, in terms of films, critically, Theory of Everything is just so much better. It's so it's so good. It's such a good film. Very good film.
2: I think the the good thing about his performance is that it's very, like, un... It's not a vain performance. Like, it's very committed, and it's committed to showing, like, how, like, really actually horrible and ugly stuff got for him. And, yeah, it's, it's, like you said, it's uncanny how much at times he looks like Stephen Hawking.
1: Uh, great pick there David um, if anyone doesn't have anything else to say on that film I'll go into the last film that's a must watch and that's from me um, yeah? yeah alright then <laughs> uh, so my film is The Truman Show um, yes. and this is available on nice. Now TV and it stars <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, it stars Jim Carrey and it's directed by Peter Weir, um, and I think this is my must-watch movie whilst in isolation because it's just such an insight into sort of a the the sort of the true horrible nature of what like 1984 was like in in terms of the novel there, and you've got b Big Brother, the the people that watch everybody else. Um, it's, it's it's a real insight into voyeurism in a way, um of a in, in terms of a reality TV show, but when one man simply doesn't know that he's in that reality TV show and every aspect of his life is is being controlled by the outside world. And it's it's bizarre and just incredible and funny and raw and emotional and everything that you'd want to watch rolled into one package um in terms of all the emotions that you want to experience whilst what, wanting to watch a movie it's just everything about it is just spectacularly brilliant I and that the performances so are great good. yeah it's so good um i i'm guessing m- most of you have seen it then yeah. yeah
5: i love this film one of the best jim carrey performances i think and i actually saw this film uh, quite recently for the first time and it just blew my mind i hadn't seen it before um but it's such a great concept and uh quite relevant in today's sort of um today's sort of you know, reality show obsessed world. Um mm. but yeah, brilliant. Absolutely must watch.
4: Yeah, I think it has sort of similar vibes to um Pleasantville, uh Toby Maguire uh film, I can't remember which year it is, but um yeah, similar sort of like aesthetic and and vibes to that.
0: Yeah I absolutely adored this film on road to the o- oh, sorry on topical talk we talked about films that should have won oscars um and if we're talking about actors that should have won oscars then I think Jim Carrey for his performance in The Truman Show has to be right up there he he is just brilliant in this film uh, I think Craig's hit the nail on the head this is this is a must watch film um, not only in isolation but just in general The Truman Show is fantastic
1: Thank you, David. Um, anyone else want to add anything to that?
0: Well, then I will take that as a no
1: um, and we can start wrapping up this show. Do you, um,
4: I do have a few honourable. Sorry.
1: <laughs> the music <laughs> came in. You came in so late. <laughs> know, so Go so on sorry, then. Sorry,
4: It's the, the lag on recording. I For Netflix, I've got Birdman, which absolutely amazing film. Um,
1: or an unexpected virtue of ignorance. Ignorance, <laughs> or something <yes>. like that. <laughs> um, Brilliant choice. The Death
4: of Stalin. Death of Stalin. Uh, incredible, incredible film. Uh, Jaws, which is also on Netflix. Um, they are seven psychopaths. I, Tonya, which has very recently just come on Netflix, like the last few days. Yes, um, yes. Legally Blonde as a another <laughs> little guilty pleasure there, but it was great. I've also got Lord of the Rings on this list, but, you know, it's already We're just mentioned.
1: reeling off films now, but great yeah, choices, yeah, yeah. definitely.
4: Um, and then for Amazon, I've got Fantastic Mr. Fox and Four Lions. Um, and then iPlayer, again, um, The Lost City of Z, Fox Catcher and Personal Shopper.
1: Oh, Fox Catching, great film as well. Floss, you've uh, you've got your notes now. What, what have you got on <laughs> yeah. that list?
2: Well, most of these are on Amazon Prime. So I've got Hunt for the World of People. I've got Disaster Artist. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Breakback Mountain. Locke, Carol, Stan and Ollie. And then also over the page on Netflix, Quiet Place, I, Tonya, Captain Fantastic and Apollo 11. Such a great documentary. If you love space. I love space. Thanks for listening to our special
4: episode on What to Watch in Isolation. If you've enjoyed listening, why not share our podcast with your friends and family?
3: Or why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts with a five-star rating? It all goes a long way to helping us get more visibility. And if you'd like to
5: contact the show, there are various ways you could do that we're on facebook instagram twitter and
0: now whatsapp and i'm on bumble Um, but uh, if you'd like to know more then head on over to the website to find all of our social links or alternatively you could email us craig what's that email address again
1: Well, the email address is is mymailisworthit at isitworthitpodcast.com. That email address again is is mymailisworthit at isitworthitpodcast.com.
0: So why not drop us an email and tell us what you've been watching
1: whilst in isolation?
0: Yes, that's right, Craig. And that just gives me the opportunity to say thank you for listening to this episode. And we hope you've enjoyed it. There's been plenty of film recommendations for you to get your teeth stuck into. So enjoy watching those films. And it's a goodbye from me goodbye from me
4: goodbye from me goodbye from me
5: goodbye from me, stay home and stay safe and goodbye from me
3: (laughs) (laughs) bye goodbye